Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John and Seth watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. We're shitting. Boy. We're shitting, yes. This With special probably, guests, Seth Pomeroy. This is probably the shittiest pod of all time. Whoa. Yes, just saying. It's going to get shitty at the very least. I am- yeah, on a toilet right now. I know my room doesn't really <laughs> reflect that, but there is a toilet in here and I am sitting on it, so. Oh, you got like an idiocracy style toilet seat kind of thing? Oh, I can think of no better time to reveal, in the midst of all this shit, what film we watched. And Seth, I'm going to let you as our special guest, you're going to let us know. <laughs> we watched Capone, baby! The fucking weirdest thing <laughs> that's ever gonna come out in the originally titled Fonzo and starring Fonzo. Yeah. starring Tom Hardy as mm-hmm. Marlon Brando as <laughs> Bane as Venom as Capone. Yeah, that's, that's why it's great, John. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. As Venom the symbiote, not not the not the guy who is Venom, but Venom the symbiote. I think sure, he's yeah, doing the. Yeah, that's all. Both. So has Tom Hardy played a human in like a dec in like four years? What was his last human role? I don't have any idea. Because no, the mistake, Revenant. this is an inhuman performance. But uh, <laughs> without further ado, uh, let's render a summary judgment. Seth, tell us what happened. In what the happened? What is this movie about, Seth? This is what's great about this movie, too. There's so many fucking red herrings that are disguising themselves as plot points that you keep being like, oh, this is what it's about. <laughs> it's not about that at all. <laughs> so I would, say, I would say it is about the last days of Al Capone, uh, known affectionately as Fonz, uh, for most people that know him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not known that parody. Uh, <laughs> he gives a fuck about Capone, but me probably. Uh, but, <laughs> that's probably why. But, I do um, want to interject real quick that uh, Seth, uh, we didn't just ask Seth to do this. And Seth, oh, yeah. we, had, we had advertised that Seth was going to be a, a guest. Seth is a popular guest. But Seth started <laughs> blowing my ass up and told me. <laughs> and Seth somehow knew that this was going to be something. Because he was like, yeah. hey, so Capone comes out on May 12th. I would, yeah. like to, I would like to watch and review Capone <laughs> with you. He sniffed this out. Uh, but I continue, Seth. We have to be on the show to talk about Capone. I've seen it, I've seen it two times, and this is my third. It's currently playing on my television. Um, so, so it is about uh, Al Capone uh, has syphilis and gets sent home from prison to basically live in his Florida state until he dies. Um, and so he is uh, at the beginning of the movie. He's a little less out of his mind, and then essentially he just goes completely out of his mind through the whole movie. And, and it's him dealing with these delusions of like, uh, what's real and what isn't he's losing his memory. And let, his me, wife let, me, let me interject again. When he says dealing with these delusions, we mean non-verbally. Yes. I mean, it's essentially, well, well wait, I'll wait to tell you about my, my perspective on that. <laughs> Basically it's like he wrote a script that was sound design only. <laughs> and then he was like, I, I figured it out. The birds are going to come in 12 minutes in. And you're like, what? This, what happens in the movie? No idea. But we're going to have birds at one point. It's going to sound real weird. Cool. So, like, that movie is so sound design based that it's like, yeah, it's a lot of him just staring at nothing and, like, a radio coming out of the left channel. And then, like, so I don't know, like, a, a frog dying in, a, in the front yard and the other in the other yard. You're like, I'm not sure. Is this What is this? But it's, it's presented, I, I think... 
uh, it's presented as like the last year of his life. So we basically right. are just witnessing a big chunk of the last year. And I guess some people think maybe he's faking and things like that, but they don't really explore any of that. <laughs> no, no. Kind of, but not, not in a way that is plot driven at all. Uh, yeah, there's a kid with a balloon. That's that's probably what it's about. So we, yeah, we basically <laughs> live in inside the mind of a sure. return to adolescence, shitting, farting baby version of Al Capone. Yeah, and it's weird because yeah. and he appears. He's in heavy makeup. He appears to be like seventy or something. Mm-hmm. But Linda Cardellini, who plays his wife, is only like forty in this, and I believe Al Capone was only like thirty eight when he died. He so, was young. So yeah. I think the, the syphilis has just ravaged him. But more importantly, uh, this movie features more uh, pants filling with shit, beds filling with shit, uh, faces and orifices outpouring of shit than any film I've seen since uh, last year's Lighthouse, which was purely <laughs> auditory and left, left to our imaginations. Nay, we see piles and piles mm-hmm. of shit. Yes, pants soaked in it. You we mentioned see all the sound design, and you feel and smell that shit. <laughs> they they do a good job. Yeah. They got the shit in the subs, man. Yeah, it's not played in that way where it's like, oh, how embarrassing for him. It's literally just like, look, there's shit everywhere in his bed. It's like that's like the commentary is so little. They're just like, I don't know, he's just shit over himself. It sucks. Twitcher Chad Ryden tells me Capone was 48, so I was only 10 years off. But you, oh, get, shit. My, you get my point. He died fairly young. But I, I, he, I looks, he, yeah, he looks like shit. He was like 12 or something. Sure. It's like insane. <laughs> he like got syphilis, yeah. prenatal syphilis somehow. I mean, yeah. the movie is mostly fact-free, but they say in the movie that he got it when he was 15. So wow. I don't know okay, if that wow. is true, but yeah. That's that is what they say in a movie honor, that man. is so, oh, yeah. when, did you, when did you get syphilis? <laughs> oh yeah, I was fifteen when I got syphilis. I didn't lose my virginity. I was plowing through whorehouses, brothel destruction. Yeah, that's how he became the king of Chicago. They that's respected right. him. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucked his way it. right to the top. Yeah, yeah. It's a truly uh, extraordinary movie, and I mean extraordinary movie because mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. Most of his dialogue that is intelligible is mm. in Italian. The rest <laughs> of his babble is just sub-bane level grunting and pants filling. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, Absolutely. It's truly... Uh, it's unlike any film I've ever seen. So, Sean, I don't... You, <laughs> yes, you weren't sir. involved. You had no... And I want to get to uh, Seth's actual, like... Uh, experience because Seth had Seth, Seth had some unique experiences that we did not have. But I did. John, I want to get to your what? experience because you didn't know okay. you had no idea that Capone was going to be such a shit show. Uh, so what was what was going through your mind as this happened? You did it? No. I had some idea. Okay, like okay. the before the, it had already kind of erupted on Twitter as a thing that was I think mostly what they mentioned was shit. Like every tweet I saw in relation to it was, Hey, th- he shits a lot in this movie. So if, if you want to watch Tom Hardy shit, then Ooh. you'll love this movie. Um, but it, uh, I, I don't really know what to say about it other than good and bad things. Typically. Should I get should no, I get into my Euros, or is that too early? That, before we get into that. Okay. Seth, tell Sean, in, in, 
besides the in excess of three times you've seen the film, tell him how you watched the film. Okay, so the first time I watched the movie, I watched it in a virtual reality movie theater (laughs) through my Oculus Go head. Hell yeah. So I can tell you one of the things about this movie that I think does suffer from it going to the VOD and shit is it's very sound design based. And that's why I was mentioning earlier, because you truly do hear how much and how important that is in the mix. And I think if you do not have a good speaker system, that is 30% of the movie, if not 50% of the movie for real. So, so I had like a very immersive experience and, and the entire time I was just, so fucking confused by what was unrolling in front of me that I was yeah. like, it was a fucking ball because of that. I like, I laughed out loud. I mean, I, I had like one of sure. the best times ever. And I imagine on the theater, it would have been like the greatest, like just energy in the room. Cause people like, I was unsure if it was the worst movie I'd ever seen or maybe a really <laughs> no good clue. Movie. I felt that way about it when it ended. I thought like, it's just really something. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. And I'm fascinated with Josh Trank. Um, I've never seen Chronicle. What? It's all the Fantastic Four thing. Yeah. So I've actually never seen any of his work, but this. Right. Uh, they're not. Good, man. They are in no way <laughs> yeah. similar in any respect. Right. At totally. all. Except well, that maybe some problematic hangers-ons <laughs> in, in, in the yeah, making right, like, right. thereof. But that's just a yeah. Hollywood picture. But Sure. But, yeah, so, like, <laughs> I can't imagine. So, in the VR? Yeah. You could smell it, couldn't you? Uh, it felt like it was right there. I will say, when it goes, because the screen, it, you know, it's a simulation, of course. But it, the screen is very, very large, and it does give or you the, the farts feeling. and stereo. Uh, the farts were, yeah, it started here and then it crossed over. <laughs> like an Apex <laughs> twin song. Brown note or something. I think they used the brown note a few, ni- a few times. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, yeah, so the screen is huge. So that opening scene when he's walking down the hallway and it's basically like, oh, this is a horror movie. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> for the first like minute and a half. So like all that shit with him, like holding that cane. And getting closer to the door and the doorknob, I was legitimately like, this is scary as fuck. <laughs> because sure. then, you're stuck in the theater, you're like, this is scary. And then as soon as he opens the door and all the kids come out and it gets it gets pretty wacky right, this right movie from there. Is essentially the shining meets the toilet scene from Dumb and Dumber for right. what yeah. felt like three hours. Like I don't know that. how long did it feel to you, but how could you like not like 140 something, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sean, you uh, you 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 uh prefaced it but go ahead and give us your euro of the picture what did you enjoy most about tom hardy and josh tranks i've got a few as usual i have a few (laughs) Uh, my top one uh is at some point he's talking about his lady atlas statue he loves his lady atlas statue yes he's like if you touch my lady he's always talking about his lady atlas statue (laughs) but for some reason from the back the lady atlas statue looks literally like a dick and balls. Yes. When they turn it around, it looks like Lady yeah. Atlas. Right. But from the back, it looks like just two balls and a dick. I and like he just it. keeps pointing at it. And they don't show the actual statue until the end of the movie. It looks like the exact sculpture that Alex from A Clockwork Orange kills the old cat lady with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, part two. Right. Uh, I love when he calls the Jeez. alligator a bum. Yeah, 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 yeah
was it worth it? Was it worth it? He says that twice. Like that in that part, it's like he's doing he's making a joke there, clearly. Like the way he's saying that line. What was is, it worth- uh, what is poor Matt Dillon thinking as Tom Hardy is using this venom voice? While shooting an alligator and calling it a bum, how does how, what what? I have no idea. I have later. I have questions about Matt Dillon. Many questions, right? Sure. Uh, but before we get to that third euro, uh, he's in the bathroom. This is one of the. I think the only time in the movie when he doesn't shit, he just pees. It's in uh, the dark, and then he he like goes over to a corner of the bathroom and there's a man in there with a microphone, which I'm assuming is a hallucination, though I'm not entirely sure. Yep, <laughs> that is one of the parts I that I I think it's about the, feds, the movie. I think it's the feds and they're trying to catch him yeah. faking it. I think he's yeah. in there. You yeah, think he's, he's in really there. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it reminded me. I don't. I think both of you have seen Kentucky Fried Movie, but there's this one scene in Kentucky Fried Movie where they're like pointing out different people with microphones in in the room. Yeah, and they keep saying, "Oh yes, Doctor Klon has a fighting force of extraordinary magnitude," and he keeps pointing at different microphones. It reminded me exactly of that, and I loved it. Those are the only things I liked about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that completely, yeah. I think I'm kind of with Seth, where there were moments where I thought, this is kind of a visceral, brilliant, ballsy, insane bit of performance art from both the director and the actor. And it reminded me of... I can see that. In the good ways, it reminds me of like Marlon Brando making the Missouri Breaks. Where he like inexplicably shows up in drag and like does like sixteen different accents, but then as the movie goes on, as I and as I am filled with like actual dread and hostility as I've been captured by this movie and can't get out of it, I then I realize (laughs) it's not like Marlon Brando from the Missouri Breaks. It's Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer from. Island of Dr. Moreau. It's just a complete disaster of a movie. Yes. That has to yes. seem to be believed. And, and Seth is totally right. And I'll get to my hero of the picture. The sound design of this movie is some of the most intensely, simultaneously satisfactory and dissatisfactory shit you will, shit you will hear in your life. <laughs> I mean, he shits his pants loudly in your ears at least three times. Yes. It's yeah. like a fulcrum. A, a, yeah. a catalyst within the film. It's like how things are. Yeah. Neil Brennan inexplicably is in a scene that yeah. is like yeah. the eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed by farts and shits. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the brown bunny. It's like at some point somebody had to get their dicks up. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it's the same thing. Like, well, ours, our brown bunnies are shitting. We're gonna have them shit. Uh, uh, someone in Twitch chat again points out that LP of Run the Jewel scored the movie and thinks he did yeah. a great job, and I couldn't agree more. It's actually yeah. it's an inc- incredibly minimalist score. Yeah. It's like more yeah. like a soundscape type thing, and it's it really is. good. Yeah. And the movie yeah. is technically quite good. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're stuck in this era of like one actor per movie, which it feels budgetary. So there's only like. Tom Hardy is the good actor. Uh, who and then there's some other people who you know. Linda Cardellini's no great shakes, folks. Matt yeah, Dillon. Matt yeah. Dillon has somehow been surpassed by his brother from Entourage as, as the actors. <laughs> wow, that's you know, oh, good there. sometimes. <laughs> but oh, yeah, okay. it's just you know that's just kind of the era we're in now. But right. we sure. got to talk about. Well. We'll get to it. Seth, what was your year of the picture? What was your favorite I'll, thing about this? I'll tell you. So let me t- so let me explain to you how I saw it the second time, and then I'll tell you my year. 
can't believe you've seen it three times. He's currently playing. He's in a dress in a car with Matt Dillon right now. <laughs> so the second time I saw it, my roommate was like, I just mentioned that I watched it and I was like, I can't believe this thing. And I was just kind of like, you should see it. I mean, is it good? I don't really know. Is it worth your time? I don't really know. There's stuff going on in it that I think it's worth talking about. And so I basically yeah. said, um, and he was like, well, if you have your Amazon, like I had it for 48 hours. And he was like, well, if you want to give me the password, I'll watch it tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I gave him the password and I went to go get something out of the kitchen and I just overheard a second of it. I was like, oh, watch a minute of it. And then I found myself going in there every five minutes. And I was like, oh, this seems the shit. And then I just ended up watching the whole fucking movie. And it's great. The second time I walked out of it being like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. I <laughs> know is isn't true at all, but that's the beauty of it. It's so like, it's such a fucking Rubik's Cube of insanity. You're just like, ooh, I want to watch. I just want to see it again and make sure I, I was right about what I saw. It feels <laughs> like, like that. It simultaneously feels like a cult film and a career ender for Josh Trank. But dude, and, and, so well, this is what I think it'll be the former. I think I love Australian guy. And the reason why I love him, I don't know shit about him. I read that long form article about Capone, uh, the making of it and everything. The guy that made the profile on him over the last five years, it might've been variety or maybe it was something else, but it's all over the internet. But, but I read that and his dedication to just making something he wanted to make without any boundaries at all. And really not even worry if it's commercial just to make something that he can call his own because this last movie just got ripped out of his hands, and he acted like a baby about it, which he admits right. to, oh, which yeah. I definitely would. So and, I, so I identify. And, sure. and you can see why the studio stepped in and changed the name from Fonzo to Capone, because that name still has gravitas to it. So people are going to go see Capone, expecting to see a yeah. gangster film. Instead, we saw the film version yep. of James Joyce's Ulysses. This yes, is completely <laughs> insane. And like, yes. yeah. like non-verbal, so, like... Uh, let's get to our 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 um Every you guys cut out, are you still there? Hold yeah, on. yeah, go ahead. We're still here. Oh, I just wanted to say the Euro. So the Euro for me is when he he notices the people outside working on the house and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just does Adam Sandler voice and he's yeah. like <laughs> and he's just doing gibberish at the window. Like he's not saying words. Like I watched it fucking twice and like I know he's not saying words. And he's just going, yeah, do, 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 do. it's insane. And it's like as an actor to be like, well, I, I'm gonna improv this dialogue here. Who knows what Fonzo is like yelling I'll do. I think your subtitles got turned off. He's mm. speaking Italian. Well, he's not. Not in that part. No, he's not. He's gibberish. Sure? Other parts of the movie where he's speaking Italian, that point he just goes fucking on <laughs> gibberish. Well, I'm going to have to bow to your judgment as you are probably the world's foremost Capone expert at this I, point. I, and listen to this. I will never watch this movie alone <laughs> ever again. I, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's the only movie I care about anymore. Uh, I, I, Josh Trank tweeted to thank everybody for watching the movie, and I tweeted back at him like, hey, like, I feel like it was so much fun to watch, and like you made a one-of-a-kind movie, and that I think people will pass it around kind of like an old VHS, like you would in the 90s. But you got to right. see this fucking weird-ass movie. So I tweeted that at them, and I got a favorite from somebody that I didn't know who it is, which is normal. But then I got a follow, and I looked and started looking at this guy's timeline, and it's Josh Trank's stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we're rooting for you, Josh. Is like, all oh, the tweets are like that. And then he saw me, and was like, this guy gets it. Little does he know that I'm a murderer and a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a at all. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure he wants it to uh, be uh, the room for a new generation, but this movie could be uh, it could the type of midnight movie. Definitely, I, I fully, it's more aware. It's more aware. I, yes, and I do think that's true. I do think they kind of made the movie they set out to make, uh, and and we got to talk about this. The low main low man of the movie for me is like this movie. I'm a huge. I'm I'm a hearty boy. All right, I'm a fan. <laughs> And uh, and and the weirder the better. Uh, his bane his bane voice is basically my uh, a tenant of my religion now. That's what I hear when I hear God's voice in my head. <laughs> I'm to kill. Uh, but I don't know if this performance works, guys. It is so it is so like deeply disturbing and like I, I do admire its unbelievable balls. Mm-hmm. That is what I like about it because he totally leaves it all out there because there is nothing palatable there is nothing uh enjoyable <laughs> no. there is nothing but uh viscera and poop yes but it does grow on you because i can't say little by little oh my god what about the scene where he's fucking singing to wizard of oz so that's on the tv right now <laughs> <laughs> you're like what that shit like it's like they did more the joke and they're like yeah let's fucking put that in the movie it makes <laughs> sense period wise like insane oh. uh but yeah, but the thing is to me, like, this is the thing I was going to say. It's like, I don't know if you guys are aware or the audience is, but Steven Soderbergh, when, you know, he had started out really strong with Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and then he made a bunch of, like, weird kind of indie movies, but he didn't really right. know what he was trying to say ever. And then he basically somewhat ruined his career, not that far from Josh Trank, I mean, in a different way. But so then he went... rescued to- himself without of sight. Well, he rescued himself with Schizopolis, right? Which is complete fucking insanity. Which basically breaks every single cinematic rule. Right. The dialogues making fun of how dialogue works. Like he basically broke every rule so he could learn how to become a filmmaker again. And I do think Capone is Josh Trank's Schizopolis, and what he's going to make next is going to blow the fucking movie industry wide open. I think <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's 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 definitely like an, an assured and well made piece of cinema. Yeah, so that, it's got that going for it for sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am I'm reticent to call it like to me. This is not like an auteur theory picture because this is one of those like Tom Hardy is in this shit, and this is as much his movie as anyone else who made it, and it's sure. truly like a joint venture. And I can't think of any other actors besides him and Nick fucking Cage who would debase yeah. themselves to this level. And I, I thought know. that was fun because actors are like, you know, they are a prima donna and cowardly lot. They don't want to look mm. bad on screen. They want to, you know, look. They want to look good while sh- whilst shitting themselves. Sure. And that's <laughs> not what happens in this picture yeah. at all. Yeah. But uh, th- to me, that no. was like this movie. I, my, I hated that it made me creep in my creep thoughts in my head. Like, it's and it's just like, but you know what? Venom did the same thing. Where I'm just now pretty sure that Tom Hardy is flocking nuts. And probably fucking stupid. <laughs> because Maybe. I don't know what he's trying to do. But, you know, I think some brazen stupidity, some brazen ass just being a fool, that's some of the best acting you can get sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody who doesn't need... It seems like everyone who is a big actor, you know, is, is went to Yale or Harvard or something like that, and it's like deep, deep, deep brain thinking about every decision they're making, whereas Tom Tom Hardy is willing to just get up and drunkenly and in half Italian, half shit language, sing the Cowardly Lion song from The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and 
Uh, Josh Trank was talking about it on a podcast because, of course, I've I've now tracked down podcasts. For <laughs> I listened to a podcast with him about it, and he said like Tom Hardy's not method at all. Yeah. So he basically he just turns it off and on, and so it's like this dude's like full body tattoos just sitting around with him, and they're like, all right, put the fucking bathrobe on, do whatever you want. <laughs> put, on, put on your adult diapers that yeah, he wears in every scene. Yeah, they could have shot it in his backyard on a VHS camera. It'd be the same fucking movie. That's why it's so <laughs> Why couldn't Tom Hardy have played Howard Hughes in The Aviator? Because oh. Leonardo DiCaprio still looks sexy while drinking his urine and having the long fingernails. Absolutely. And, the and I, Tom, Tom Hardy would be like, no, I'm going to rub piss and shit all over my face. Of course. Uh, do you yeah. have... I need, I need my eyes to be more red. Do you have yeah. any redder contacts, sir? I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Red eyes. <laughs> His red and eyes are so red. And the cigar smoke must have fucking been so irritating. Oh. He just he's going ar, ar, the whole movie. <laughs> so he's just puffing on this fucking thing. Like not only I smoked for fucking twenty years. Like not only do you feel that shit. It's also fucking blowing smoke directly into his face. It's like <laughs> maybe that's why his eyes were because maybe his, his eyes and his makeup is more outlandish and ridiculous than his Venom symbiotic uh, CGI suit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, I love Sean, that. Sean, no, give I us love... your low main on the totem pole. Me? Yes, sir. Um, This is really it. Oh, I, it. I don't know what this movie is about. I don't. I just have no idea what, it's, what it is about. Not about anything. Is it not about anything? That's what all. I'm wondering. <laughs> Nope. Because at the end, it seems like it's trying to say maybe it's about a thing. Like, it f- it feels like it's sort of pointing at a Irishman thing where it's like, this is about how violence uh, is paid back upon us. And it sits in our mind and we think about it as we grow old. But I don't think it's exactly about that. Yeah. It's just kind of an experience. You just sit with it. Is that what is that what it is? I have I don't know. I would say from listening to Josh Trank talk about it, that his thing was about the identity of Capone, that when you are really just Alphonse and and you are pissing and shitting yeah. yourself. I think, like about, uh, okay. I think it's about the deconstruction of iconography. Okay. I think it's about like tearing down like the image of an Al Capone who is this mythic creature. He, Scarface, uh, Edward G. Robinson, and Al Pacino, that's Al, that's Al Capone. Absolutely. Sure. These are guys that we've built up to be, you know, these these uh, titans of cinema who go out in blazes of glory with Tommy guns. And they even do a bit where, in his head, he's shooting everybody with a Tommy gun, only to be revealed to have shot the gardener and his pants are full of shit again. <laughs> yeah. And he dies and his family gets nothing and, and, and uh, you know, uh, leaves his name behind and, and, you know, basically nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing to this that is good. It is a used... <laughs> Shitty, pissy, gummy diaper of a life. And that is so, why it's beautiful. So yeah, and I think that's why it's a de- deconstruction. And, and, and Seth enjoying it this much is making me reconsider everything again. Uh, because it, it is a roller coaster of a ride. But Seth, now we're going to force you to say your least favorite thing about the movie. This is the low main, low man. This is the thing that bothered you the most about the picture. Yeah, and I know what this is because this is my one criticism of the movie is... <laughs> Literally, I have one only. Plot <laughs> <laughs> points uh, are very uniform, and we've seen a billion times with a a kid, a, you know, a dream kid holding the balloon. Kid with the balloon, and for God's sake! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 
so fucking obvious. I've seen that a million times. Yeah. Uh, also, the hidden money and the way that, that all that plays and the way that Matt Dillon's dialogue is written in that regard is like a little bit like, right? Isn't this a plot? And then like, and even Kyle McLaughlin when he's like, could you draw a picture of the money for me? Please. <laughs> you're like what the fuck is going on so they try to do plot shit it doesn't work so to me uh less plot would make a better yeah. movie in my opinion i almost because i feel it, like but... use things to try to like i almost forgive it because he's like all right this is a little horror this is like pennywise the clown horror and it's like just kidding i'm shitting my pants again Right. And that's what's great, guys. He doesn't commit to him either way, which is great. And this is what I was going to say to Sean's point is that what I like about the, yeah, you, the, the thing that I like about the title cards is like, they're just like so matter of fact, evoking nothing. They're just like, uh, this guy, Al Capone, he had to go back to his house and here we are. And then at the end, it's just like, oh, they never found the money. I don't know. <laughs> it's just done. <laughs> did we even need, did, did we even think. need the FBI perspective at all? Like, did we need their perspective? It might have been cooler if, because it kind of fooled Sean. It might have been cooler if it was kind of messing with our brains the whole time. You know, sure. we didn't even know there was an investigation going. But, uh, exactly. but, but he doesn't pull those punches. He doesn't do any plot stuff like that. He just kind of lets it be what it is. It is an insane fucking movie. It is yeah. closer to like Fanny and Alexander than it is to The Untouchables. It is closer <laughs> to like, uh, it's just a bizarre flick. And I'm glad that it's getting this notice that I'd... How do you guys think it would have... This is a movie about going to the movies. How do you guys think this movie would have done had it actually been in theaters, Sean? Mm. Uh, probably the same. I mean, I I don't know how many people would watch this movie if it was in the theater. I mean, I guess people like Tom Hardy. Right. But would this have gotten a big release? Maybe? I feel like... So what do you think... I hadn't heard Lighthouse, about it before. Lighthouse-esque? It's brother oh. and farts? It's scatological it had, sister? If it had been a bit, as big a release as Lighthouse, which I saw in a regular theater for regular people, right. then I am I think uh, it probably wouldn't have done that well at first, but at some point people would like it. It has a substantial <laughs> press push. I think it might have been a thing in theaters. I kind of hope so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it still will. I think film dorks would have talked about it so much that you would have had to have gone. I don't know if it would have reached like a wider audience. I think they would have accidentally duped a lot of people because of the name. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think, think the true. name is an the name is a duping, and I'm totally yeah, fine with that. Uh, it's the business. It's the business end of it. They had to do it or they'd be idiots. Fonzo's Can I ask you guys name? a question? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Can I let me ask you this? This is I mean, to try to decipher this is probably stupid, but I do want to ask you. Okay, so Matt Dillon, he's a dead guy, correct? Sure. He's a, he's a dead man that's being imagined. I think True? He, I think he's Johnny Terrio, who is Al Capone's like father figure boss guy. But he is dead. I think so. Okay, yes. follow-up question. Right. At some point in the movie, he's having sex and he gets a phone call yeah. to come to Florida. Yeah. Is he being Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon... Is okay. Is Capone imagining Matt Dillon getting a phone call to come to Florida while having sex? Josh Trank will show you the life of the mind. Josh Trank will show you the life of the mind. Don't question him, Sean. What are you doing, man? I mean, that's the only thing that okay. If he just shows up, 
I think maybe I understand him being a, a hallucination or something, but for him to get a, a entirely separate room, he's mm-hmm. just in a different city inside of Capone's mind is like next level insanity. Cause it's like, it's a trick or something. How long is this, this movie? This month. How long Go is ahead. the director's cut of this movie, Seth? Have you found it's, out yet? Fucked up. He edited the movie himself. This is his cut. Oh, he edited the film. He edited it himself. Yeah. This is why I love this motherfucker right now. So I'm like, what a bonkers weirdo. No one's doing that. And Tom Hardy and fucking Hollywood. Like, it's insane that he made this movie that this way. This is pandemic film geek porn. But go ahead. It's hmm. movie to come out during a quarantine pandemic. It's <laughs> it is perfect. May I? Uh, one more follow-up question. Yes. Yeah. Are the funny parts of this movie supposed to be funny? Because I... Absolutely. They are. Yes, absolutely. You think he meant them to be funny? Yo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think what he's doing is, well, to answer the first thing he said that about the uh, 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 Matt Dillon, is this is what I think about that. For, for the audience, I think he's trying to trick you into thinking it's real. True. Now, but... Right, but logically, mentally, then how did he imagine him? That's what's great. He doesn't give a fuck about any of that. He's literally just yeah, yeah. to make you go on the ride. It doesn't really fucking matter how it connects, I don't think. Sure. And I think, yeah, funny, I think somewhere in the middle. But I think that he's trying to get it so raw and so fresh and so, like, uh, you know, pulling the scab off <laughs> that he just wants you to react. The movie's yeah. about reacting to it. I don't think it's about... Uh, internalizing any of it really yeah this movie, sure this movie reminds me of like the last scene in no country for old men but instead <laughs> of being directed by the coen brothers it is directed by an abattoir of screaming children <laughs> with mental disease yes <laughs> always people say help people with mental health i say let them direct movies <laughs> yeah, yeah so yes <laughs> This movie is the therapy session Josh Trank needed after having uh, Fantastic Four totally, uh, you know, 100%. molested out from under him. Uh, yeah. yeah. How many filmmakers can you say, though, would do that and have done that? You know what I mean? Like, how many people gave him the movie to do it? And I think it's amazing that he, he needed to find oh, yeah. the actor for this because I think without Tom Hardy's name attached to it, uh, this is the only, this would be like, you know, an Elijah Wood production starring Nicolas Cage. Because sure. that's the only people making these movies this whacked out right now. Yeah, I, It did sort of remind me, that not nearly as good in my opinion, but it reminded me of Mother in that it is like a almost purely experiential thing. You just, right. shit happens, to, a bunch of shit happens to you and it's fucking nuts. And, uh, and also very divisive. I I mean I imagine there are tons of people like Seth who are like I fucking love this movie. Um, I was maybe somewhere in the middle. There are probably a lot of people who <laughs> fucking hate this movie. Yeah. If you hate uh, this movie, I understand. If I understand. Your, yeah. I understand it. This like, movie I, is a waste yeah. of your time. I understand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not. It's not. No one should put themselves through it unless they're interested in these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Experiment. We got know. a person in our. We got a person in our Twitch chat. Uh, uh, yeah. Former former uh, guest Josh Lewis says, "Never mind if it's like Mother, I'll skip it." Wow. Josh, for you, this movie mm-hmm. is not like Mother. Probably not because yeah. there is so much. <laughs> I have to say it again: scatological, maybe humor. There's so much like rewatchability that is you don't know why this is funny. Totally, it's absolutely funny. 
Yeah. Mm. Whereas mother, mother is mother's more of a dour, uh, more of a dour oh. affair. I think it's. I think mother is a, a more effective film if you liked it. Uh, sure. But, but I loved this, it. This movie is this movie <laughs> is a double edged machine because you are either going to like it because you respect the artist's intent and the sheer balls, brass balls of it all, or you're going to like it because holy shit, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, like I works. I encouraged to see it twice because I'm telling you, the second time I started midway through, I was like, I fucking love this. I don't think I can <laughs> so, see it twice. I think I think my I think I'm my audience sure. session is hurt too much so- by the by the by the maybe failure of her of his performance. <laughs> it does sort of feel like classy John Waters. Like if yeah. like dressed up John Waters. Like there is enough shit. And like, rah, rah, yeah, rah. like there's enough of that that it almost feels like it is just kind of well-made trash oh, or like, yeah, or mm, maybe well-made trash is the wrong thing to say. Maybe gussied up trash. <laughs> it's like trash, <laughs> trash made to look like it's not trash. I love it. I, yeah. He's playing around with the trash bin. That's fun. You never done that? We don't have a oh, lot yeah. of time. Oh, yeah. We don't have a lot of time left, but we've got to. Talk about Tom Hardy and his apparent obsession to never make a voice that even approximates anything anyone has ever used in real life ever again. So <sighs> it's madness. He has it is a weird obsession that I kind of like sometimes and I don't love all the time, but usually I love him. I was thinking earlier that there's something about him that is interesting because. He kind of reminds me of Jake Gyllenhaal or something where like, even if he's in a bad movie, I f- kind of find him interesting. Right. Even even if he's in many, many bad movies, like both of them have been in. I'm like, oh, this it's the moments when I watch him. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. He's going all in at least. But, he's he's yeah. definitely trying his hardest. I'm worried, though, because did you guys see Legend, the movie where he plays the Cray twins? No. Oh, okay. no. Well, you should check that out, Seth. Is he good? Because, no! <laughs> because his performance is similarly unhinged, good. and he gets a chance to play two people that did exist, that did exist, and he could find their voices and modulate to sound, approximate something like these twin brothers who have similar, the same DNA, the same vocal cords. He could play them similarly if he wanted to. They're twins. His choice? Fuck no! Everyone sounds like Venom or or Al Capone or whatever insane. Sure. Vo- like I'm worried that we're watching. I'm worried that we're watching the Marlon Brando phase of his career where he's wanting to talk to suitcases oh. in Superman and he's wanting to sure. bring his small Indian uh, dwarf actor friend with him to the Isle of Doctor Moreau. I'm worried yeah. that we're getting like the true artist and we're and and the days of like okay i'll say it put the mask back on tom hardy put masks <laughs> back on him make him act with his eyes give him less lines don't let him speak italian uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> i love it uh, i would say he also reminded me of mr creosote a whole lot it felt like mr what like from uh mr creosote from monty python and the and the meaning of life the guy who pukes all the time it felt like it was like a long form mr creosote to me (laughs) (laughs) and he just keeps puking funny did you find that funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe that's true if they call it be the same thing capone you you get it 
Well, I'd like to th- I'd like to thank our uh, resident Capone expert, our curator of the Capone Film Museum, which will be opening up in Seth's mind right after this podcast as he watches it for the fifth time. <laughs> Seth, let people know what you're into and where they can find you online, real quick. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's just my name, uh, Seth Pomeroy, P O M E R O Y. I'm documentary film in this disgusting bedroom and i'm almost done with it and then i will kill myself for our next yes for our next episode you're gonna have to stay tuned to our twitter account because there's a chance we won't have an episode next week because of my impending doom which is the birth of my child Uh, stay tuned to our twitter account tell them what that is sean uh, that is at Food Court Cast. Follow us there. And while you're following us, while you're on all of your you know, web browsers and stuff, sneak on over to iTunes or Spotify and give us five stars, please. We love the five stars. And review. Just write a review. Say, I loved Capone, too. We're, I'm an insane person. So uh, <laughs> five stars for that. <laughs> Yeah, well, please. We'll have another guest on next week, and we'll find, or maybe not next week, but maybe the week after. We're going to figure it out. Uh, we'll tell you what movie to watch uh, on the Twitter. Uh, find us back here on Twitch, Food Court Movie Podcast, if you're just listening in. We've been Twitching these live. We've got some people in the Twitch chat. I, we really appreciate it. We're trying to branch out, hit as many people as we can in the face with our uh, giant, uh, gassy cigar farts. Uh, but as for Seth Pomeroy and Sean Parrott uh, we say to you bon appetit bon appetit